Counting calories is out. Weight loss is an internal game, what I like to call weight release, and it all starts from within. You're listening to Confidence From Within, a podcast for women ready to feel good about their bodies, rediscover their confidence, and share their brilliance with the world. I am your host, Juliana Lehman, mind-body weight release expert and lifelong health seeker. And I am so pleased to have you here. Let's get started. You're listening to episode number 30 of Confidence From Within podcast. And as always, I am your host, Juliana Lehman. And today I have a question for you. Are you a superwoman? And if you are, then this episode was created specifically for you. But if you're not sure what I mean by that term, let me explain. The term superwoman syndrome was first coined in 1984 by Marjorie Hansen Chavitz. And when she coined that term, she was referring to a woman who neglects herself and strives to achieve perfection in every role she is fulfilling. Now, take a moment to think about it and let me know, do you relate with it? I completely relate with it myself and I used to call myself a recovering perfectionist, even though I have since redefined that terminology, which will be the theme of a future episode. But for now, what I've been saying instead is that I'm a recovering superwoman. And even more so, I have added a hyphen in there. So in terms of it, I like to think of it as a superwoman rather than a superwoman, meaning someone that is always pushing the body, striving to do things for other people without ever filling our own cups. So just to give you an example, like a practical example, what I'm talking about here. So let's just say, let's look at a day, a 24-hour day in the life of a superwoman. So let's just say that by the time you wake up and you shower and you brush, that's about, you know, like 45 minutes or so. Uh, then you have breakfast and let's just say you take 15 minutes just to whip a quick smoothie and drink. Um, that. Then you spend 30 minutes walking the dog. Um, then you have, um, like a few things to do around the house in terms of, you know, let's call it like mild cleaning, just starting it up. So 30 minutes. Then your family needs you. So if you were to group all the amount of time you dedicate in some capacity to helping your family, let's just say three hours, um, all in. Then you work and you probably have to get there or get set up. So nine hours. So let's just say that after you need to get some groceries. So hour and a half. And then let's just say that you're preparing meals, mostly dinner, lunches are leftover. So hour and a half to prep and eat your meals. If you are lucky, you may get to go and get some exercise in. So let's just say hour and a half to get to the gym, uh, shower and back. Uh, or of course, if you're working out from the home, then maybe a little bit less. But let's just say hour and a half on average. And then a friend calls and they have like a big emergency and they just need your time just to talk them through it. So let's just say 30 minutes. So if you look at that, not unrealistic light, a day in a life of a superwoman, that totals 19 hours. 
So if you look to look at it, there's not a lot besides maybe walking the dog and some of the things you can do with your friends and family, but there's not a lot of fun, not a lot of rest and relaxation activities in that list. And 19 hours, if you can do some math, only leaves you five hours left for sleep, which is definitely not enough, especially if you live a very busy lifestyle. So that is just a picture, let's just say, in the life of that superwoman that we're talking about. And the reason why this is important is that this lifestyle adds up and it gets very costly, especially after we hit 40 and beyond. And what I mean by that is it seems that when we hit that magical number, um, (laughs) when you turn 40 and that specific birthday is when a switch goes off in your body and hormones starts to shift, which is a very true, real fact. And you start to feel less energized and you, the things you used to eat are not working anymore. And ever so slightly, you start put on weight and it becomes harder and harder to reduce your weight to back to what you, let's just call, consider normal. You're not sleeping as well. You're not as rested in the morning. And that is just the beginning of what can become a very long 10, 15 years in the in the many women's lives as the transition into menopause, what a lot of times we call perimenopause. And if you are either in that transition phase or even later on in actual menopause uh, or postmenopause, I should say, you may relate to some of these symptoms and you may have noticed that you just don't feel the same anymore. Now, yes, there's many things you can do in terms of diet and exercise and so on that are great contributors to the transition, but also for, you know, you feeling your best, you know, in in a way to revert some of the things you feel. But we cannot forget that lifestyle is a significant component of this big picture. And I'm specifically talking about living life under high periods of stress, which for some women is literally every day. And this is just the picture I gave you a superwoman is only the actual things she has to work on every day. It's not taking into account potentially financial stress, you know, a difficult job or difficult boss or relationship problems, you know, aging parents and family members that are maybe, you know, sick or whatnot, all those things add an extra layer of constant daily stress that wasn't even mentioned in our 19 hours, right? Those are just like tasks. (laughs) So when you put it all into perspective, women have been under a level of stress that is unbelievable. And I am one of those women and I have made really drastic changes in my lifestyle to be able to achieve better balance for myself, even though my balance is probably still very different than most women, but it works for me. And you're going to have your balance as well, which I'm not saying it's 50-50 work and play. It is very dependent on what you do. But what I'm saying is that the levels of stress we're under, constantly under, that a superwoman lives through every single day are impacting your sleep, are impacting your energy levels, and they are disrupting your hormones, period. 
So that is pretty important. And I think it is also impacting your satisfaction of life and how you feel about your body and even how you show up for life and your relationships. So this is a pretty important topic. And I really wanted to bring awareness to you, but also give you uh, later towards the second half of this episode, some tips and actionable things you can do to help you uh, start shifting the needle in terms of where you sit on that stress scale. So the first thing that I wanted to address is that when you look at that 19 hour that our superwoman, you know, kind of a day in a life goes through, one of the things that you could notice is that she's spending a lot of time catering to other people, right? The dog, the family, the friends, and even the cleaning, the work, and all those things aren't necessarily, in some cases maybe, but not necessarily what we call that woman's inner priorities. And if you're new to that concept, your inner priority is that thing that you are just born to be and do. It is just natural to you and you just cannot wait to get out of bed and go do it. So in my case, for example, teaching, which it goes anywhere from my program, the way to release shift, as well as my YouTube channel, the podcast, you know, lives I do, interviews that all count as teaching, as well as learning, which is something that I do on a daily basis, are incredibly energizing to me. And those are part of my inner priorities. I get out of bed excited to go do them. But if there's a day that I have to do a lot of paperwork, or as some of you know by now, laundry, those are not exciting to me. So I will find all types of excuses and quotations procrastinate because it's my body's natural response to saying, we don't want to do that. That's not fun. So living by inner priorities essentially means you're spending the majority of your time doing only things that fulfills you and delegating the rest, which I know for some of you may sound crazy, right? Like how can you consider like who can afford a personal chef? (laughs) I hear that sometimes. And that is not necessarily what we're talking about, but what I'm trying to put it into perspective for you here is if you spent the majority of your day fulfilling other people's inner priorities and meeting their needs without taking care of your own needs and your own inner priorities and filling up your bucket, what happens is basically two things. One, you end up at the end of the day And if you look big picture, you know, years down the road, completely depleted, lacking energy and having all the symptoms aforementioned. And two, and this happens with so many women, we end up developing feelings of guilt. Guilt either because we feel we're not performing any of the duties to our high standards. Guilt because we are not spending as much time with our families as we may, you know, wish to. Or even guilt in terms of self-care. That we're not giving ourselves enough time and attention to cook healthy meals. We're just compromising on sleep and all those basic needs that have such an impact on our health. And it's not that we don't know that, we do. And that's, I think, why we feel guilty when we don't do it, or uh, at least superwoman uh, doesn't do it. And it's because we have the knowledge, but there's all these other things clouding our priorities so that we still choose to live by duty rather than design. And guilt is just your body's 
sort of feedback mechanism telling you you're living outside of your authentic, most, you know, viable, most vibrant self. But a lot of times we don't know that's what, you know, the body is trying to tell us. And we just kind of take on that guilt and go deeper and deeper into that feeling, which is not helpful in the green scheme of things. So I just wanted to sort of give you the perspective that if you are not clear about your inner priorities, it's very difficult to live by priority then. So that is the first step. But then once you start getting clarity of what those inner priorities are, then the next sort of level of it is start to look at what are the things you do on a daily basis that fulfill those priorities and which ones do not. And the reason why that is sort of the first step into the solution to this big problem is that anytime you have a task at hand, you always have three choices. The first choice is to decide what the goal is and not do that anymore. So let's just get a very specific example. Let's just say the priority or the task here, like we said before, is that hour and a half spent cooking healthy meals for you and for your family, okay? So the first option is you can decide not to do it, right? Just not to do it and just not eat healthy foods. Just get something processed, prepackaged. Even though that's not the option, I would recommend that it's still a choice. The second option is that you can delegate. And sure, you may not be able to afford a private chef like the celebrities have, but you could delegate it to a family member. Uh, if you have teens in the house, you know, maybe get them into cooking. Or you can delegate in the sense of order healthier pre-made meals from a neighbor or for some businesses that uh, cater to like more home-cooked meals, that type of thing. The third option, so if you're not changing what what the goal is, if you're not delegating, the third and last option is what we call linking it. And linking it is probably the most, I would say, new concept to most people. But essentially what linking does is that it helps you see how that task, in this case, cooking healthy meals, fulfills that person's inner priorities. So let's just pretend it is an example that this superwoman's inner priorities, what she's most dedicated to is her work and her family. Okay, let's just pick those two because those are very common. Of course, everybody's different, but that is very common top two for a lot of women that I work with. So if your decision to is to eat healthy meals and cook healthy meals, even though you don't love spending time in the kitchen like I do, the linking process would be to help you find ways to see how spending the hour and a half cooking your healthy meals is actually directly fulfilling your career. So for example, by giving you energy, by helping you naturally release excess weight so you feel more confident and put yourself out there in more experiences and opportunities, um, you know, not having to spend time in line buying foods that will make you low energy, you know, blood sugar crash in the afternoon noon, all those things. And as it comes to your family, you're going to be able to, by cooking those healthy meals, fulfill that value of your inner 
uh, inner priority of your family because you can potentially spend time in the kitchen together. You're going to feel really good that you're giving them great food and they're going to be able to experience better health and so on. So these are just like a very general quick example of how we start linking what that task is that we're currently doing that is not necessarily the most fulfilling to us. And as we start doing that with all the tasks we have to do, we become able to really start tapping back into that fulfillment place. So that is the one part of the equation. And if you are new to linking, which I know is a new concept to so many women, I have something really exciting for you. I did a interview with Dr. Shelby Atkinson in my YouTube channel, and I'm linking um, to the episode below so you can easily go to the show notes and visit. But my Otherwise, you can just go to YouTube and search for Naturally Joyous, and you will see our episode there. But essentially, that episode, we talked about weight loss motivation and how to use a linking to not fall in the trap of losing motivation because you're setting improper goals. So if you're new to linking and you want to know how to do so, I heavily or highly recommend that you uh, check it out. Um, and watch that interview because it was so good and so much good stuff was shared. Very practical as well. Now, the other point that I cannot forget to mention here is that if you are experiencing burnout or lack of energy or you're just pushing yourself, you know, I say this from, from time to time, but there's a time that you need to stop and start to really weigh things and put your needs first. I know that most women were almost like designed to cater for others and we're very nurturing and we take care of everyone but ourselves, but you are a better caretaker when you take care of yourself. I'll say it again. You're better to take care of everyone else and your family and the world by taking care of your needs first. And that is not selfish. That is just that's your permission slip if you needed one, because this is the most important concept that I think you can grasp out of this whole episode. And a big part of it, back to those three options that we talked about a little bit ago, big, big part of it is delegating, is looking at your list and crossing things off. If something is not fulfilling to you, yes, you may not be able to quit your job off the list because you need that to pay your bills. So if the job has to stay, you look at it and you link it back and listen to the YouTube interview I did to learn exactly how to do that. But the more and more and more you link things, the more your subconscious mind is going to be able to understand that that is actually something helping you as opposed to hindering you. And your perception of that task and even your energy level towards it will change. It is pretty incredible. It's almost like magic. But there's going to be other things. So let's just say, for example, you're not somebody that likes to grocery shop. You just don't. So nowadays, there's so many ways to order groceries online or maybe get a family member to do it for you, whatever it takes. But it's so important that you do not disregard the concept of delegating. And I'm not just talking to business owners here. I'm talking to anyone. Like a lot of times you can do analysis and all sorts of things, but even potentially the cost of delegating house cleaning, laundry, and tasks like that 
when you really do the math and see how much it's saving you in terms of energy and ability to produce in other areas of your life. You know, there's so many different creative ways to look at this, but removing things off your plate instead of adding more to it is an incredibly important step in the whole process. And only when you cannot remove something from your plate that is potentially depleting you and very difficult or exhausting you, that is when you apply the linking process so you can clear, clearly see how that task temporarily until hopefully in the future can delegate it fulfills your inner priorities. And by doing that, it reduces the toll that it takes on you. And that is really important. Now back to feeling guilty. I wanted to think of guilt, hopefully a new little perspective here. I wanted to think of guilt as when you perceive that whatever you did or did not do is not benefiting the other person. Okay. And I wanted to give you the perspective that there's nothing we can ever do that it's either only good or or only bad. Everything, every choice, every situation, every circumstance has both sides. So I'll give you a specific example of this. Let's just say that you have to say no to someone because you're working on delegating, you're cutting things off your list, and you're taking this seriously. And let's just say that somebody asked for, say a friend called you and asked for a favor, and you're not able to do because it does, it's not easy, it's not something in your, in your priorities, and you just don't want to do it. And you say no to that friend. A lot of women will feel guilty, or some would even act because of guilt and do it anyways, even though they they prefer not to. Because we feel, at least as we're doing it, resenting it and otherwise, we feel that at least we're doing it for them. So we believe that that act is actually benefiting them more than it is actually costing us. But if you were to say no to that friend, to show up authentically. And I'm not saying to say no in a rude way. It doesn't have to be that. But I'm saying to say no to that friend and explain if you feel you need to. Maybe provide them with a different person to go to, a different solution, or simply say that for these reasons, you're not able to do so. That specific act not only sets a whole new level of boundaries to you, but also it benefits that person, even the person receiving the no, for many ways, even though you may not be able to see it. So if that is a specific example, what I would ask you to do is, okay, if somebody asks you to say, the friend tells you, can you go grocery shopping for me because I'm too busy at work and you are busy as well and you just don't like grocery shopping and before you would have done it, but you decided to try this new technique and say no. What I would suggest to do, if you're uncomfortable saying no, but you really want to, what I suggest you would do is that you will start listing, and I mean pen and paper, maybe grab a cute paper, colorful pen, whatever, you know, floats your boat. That's what I would do myself. So get something, pen and paper, and start writing down all the ways that saying no to that friend will actually benefit them. And that, for many people, is a foreign concept because we can only think of the ways that it is not because they're not doing what they want. But 
there's always the other side of the coin, a hundred percent of the time in every circumstance. And the more that you try finding ways that maybe by saying no, you're allowing that person to ask somebody else. And that could be a great new relationship for them. It can open many doors. It may make them more resilient, more reliable. It may make them get more creative or, you know, whatever it is that the benefits you're getting. But the more you really try to find in your mind, all the ways that saying no is actually benefiting them because by putting your needs first and fulfilling your needs, you are overall a better version of yourself. And that is what we're striving for here. You're not a depleted version of yourself, so it can even be a better friend to them long-term, right? So this example and this exercise is so important because anytime we're feeling guilty, we're perceiving that our actions are causing them more pain than benefits. And I'm telling you that there's no such thing. There's always equal amounts of benefits and drawbacks. Our mind is just not capable of seeing both sides, but they're there because it's just part of life and that's how, you know, just how the universe works. So the more you try to look and neutralize the guilt in your head and in your heart, the easier you can show up, the more authentically you can show up, and the better friend you ultimately become to yourself and to them. And that is very important. There's something that one of my mentors say that I really love, that she says, it is important to learn to manage your energy not your time. And yes, the 19 hours I said the superwoman was going through the day and doing all the things is costly. And for some women, the 19 hours, it could be super depleting. But if you are, say, an athlete and you're practicing for the Olympics or whatever it is, and you're spending 19 hours, if you're to count all the training, all the meals and all the other activities in relation to fulfilling the goal, you may end up feeling very energized at the end of the same 19 hours. So I'm not saying it's a question of how many hours you spend doing things. The question is how many hours do you spend doing things that are not fulfilling to you, that are fulfilling to others? How many hours do you spend outside of your inner priorities living by duty versus within your inner priorities living by design? That is where the magic is. That is a solution to many women's energy problems. Because when we are living by duty, under stress, we are in that survival mode. We are activating our sympathetic nervous system. We are releasing cortisol, the stress hormone that leads to belly fat deposits and makes weight loss very difficult because it, per- it perpetuates gaining the weight. Whereas when you live within your design by priorities and you're really fulfilled and in loving every day, which mind you, it is possible, maybe not easy, but possible and achievable, at least most of the day. We tend to activate the parasympathetic nervous system, which is our rest, repair, digest. That is a system that helps us get better digestion, better restful sleep, beautiful skin and hair, and the list goes on. And that is the goal in all the work that I do to help women, not just from a mindset standpoint, but also from a hormonal and of course, using food and lifestyle changes to do so, achieve that state of balance, what I love to call weight 
release, which is the combination of inner mastery of using the techniques we share and teach you in my program, the weight release shift instead of food and alcohol to manage your emotions, to neutralize how you feel, to get rid of guilt and lack of motivation and so on. And then I combine that with proven tactics for weight release designed specifically for women over 40. And it is the combination of those specific tactics with the inner mastery or the mindset work, the deep work that really helps women move the needle and find new levels of self-discovery and freedom when it comes to their body, how they look, the scale, food, and all of the above. So in closing, if you relate to being a super woman, but you are ready to feel like a super hyphen woman instead, meaning with lots of energy to spare, living by design, fulfilled and feeling great, fit into your clothes, sleeping well, feeling rested, all of the things. I invite you to check my program, The Weight Release Shift. And you can check the program by visiting the link in the bio or going to program.naturallyjoyous.ca. And by visiting that link, you can read about it and see what it, it entails. But essentially, it is, it is my invitation for you to jump on a complimentary, no obligation call with me. It's about 30 minutes usually. So we get to know each other and I can see if we are fit and if you are um, the right fit for the program. And we have such a beautiful, supportive community of women together in this journey, you know, supporting each other with the same goals and the same intentions in place. And that has really been a incredible blessing in my life, but also life of a lot of those women. So if you feel that this message resonates with you, I would love to invite you to check it out at program.naturallyjoyous.ca. And I'll be happy to have a conversation with you and see if we are a fit. So for all my super women out there, stay strong, Look at your inner priorities. Really, really take some time to look at your daily tasks. Delegate, get some stuff off your plate. If you can't, listen to my interview, linking bio on the linking process and get good at linking your tasks so you're spending most of your day feeling fulfilled rather than just like living by duty, feeling guilty, depleted, and so on. So I hope this is helpful to you and I'll see you again next week. Thank you so much for listening to Confidence From Within. If you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at naturally.joyous and I will be sure to tag you back. I would also love for you to leave us a review on iTunes so you can help us support our show. Stay healthy and happy and until next time.